This is her. Hey, it's me. God, I'm so hungover. I'm nearly blind. Look, I'm I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't really know what to say. Call me or kill me. Your choice. Hey, tell me a secret. Mm, what kind of secret? I don't know. Something you've never told anyone ever before. I pushed my cousin off a cliff and killed her. Get serious. You didn't. Really? I was ten. She was nine. Our families were on vacation together. We were camping someplace near the Grand Canyon. Someplace near the Grand Canyon. My cousin and I went outside to play. I remember we had just married her teddy bear with a picture of Jason Priestley. My cousin... Emma. God, she was such a happy God, kid. She was, such a happy she was kid. crazy about weddings. She had been the ring girl or whatever at a wedding, and she insisted that to get married, there had to be a priest. So we ripped a picture of Jason Priestley out of Teen Mag, and he had become the groom and the priest. Kids, right? right? And in our small travel trailer, parked at the ass end of a poor man's campground, he and the bear were joined in holy matrimony. The bear's name was Parker, I think. No, no, Parker, like a bear's pup. Anyway, my cousin and I decided Jason and the bear deserved a honeymoon, so we snuck off. We got to the edge of the canyon wall, and I dared her to go look over the edge of the cliff. Then I snuck up behind her, and I was gonna, like, fake push her, you know? Like, scare the hell out of her. But she fell. 700 feet. I watched her fall. Takes about seven or eight seconds for a body to fall 700 feet. I kept saying, no, 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 over and over in my head, and she just got smaller and smaller. She'd spread her arms wide like she was trying to fly, like angel wings, I guess. And she was screaming so loud it echoed all over the canyon. Her mother, my aunt, tells me she still hears that scream every night. Anyway, my cousin, she exploded, like literally exploded when her body hit the rocks. There was a pop, sounded like a gunshot, then a red cloud, like a mist. My God. And you were ten? Yeah. My older brother, he climbed down with my dad and my uncle to go get her. To scrape her up, my brother said. Took them four hours. He said she looked like a pizza. One big red ink stain. They couldn't find her head anywhere. The birds had begun to pick at her. My uncle searched for two days. Jesus. Did you tell your parents you pushed her? No. I never did. I said she slipped. I told my mother I tried to grab her and I couldn't hold on. God, my aunt went psycho. She stood in the exact same spot on the cliff where Emma fell for like an hour. I thought she was gonna jump. She didn't say a word. Then she threw all of Emma's stuff over the cliff and a pair of Emma's pajamas landed on my uncle's head. He was down there still looking for pieces of her and when her pajama bottom landed on his head, he nearly had a heart attack. He fell into the river, he was so freaked. I mean, all his daughter's clothes coming down like rain. He thought it was some sort of divine intervention. My relatives are super religious. Super religious. My dad saved him. Barely caught him by the foot before he would have gone into the rapids and probably drowned. Then, get this, my uncle is killed in a car crash two days later. His blood alcohol was something like 0.3. He had so much whiskey in him, the doctor said he would have died of alcohol poisoning anyway. 
The guy he hit spent the rest of his life in a wheelchair. Tell me you're making this up. Jesus. All true. So the day before my cousin's funeral... My uncle didn't want to bury her without her head. That was where he was going when he died in the car crash. To keep looking for it. He dies, and my aunt now has to bury her only daughter and the man she has been in love with since she was 12. My aunt still hasn't spoken a word in 15 years, and my family went bankrupt helping with legal bills and medical expenses. Still, nobody knows I pushed her. And I'm the only person you've ever told about this? Yep. You were the only person who's ever asked me to tell them a secret. It's me again. I left a message a couple hours ago, so call me back, please. I know I'm, I'm... Look, look, I know I made a huge mistake last night, and I feel awful. Please call or text. Bye for now. Look, g- guilt is when you regret something you've done, right? Then shame... Well, shame is when you regret who you are. And these, these two kids were starving. And seriously, when I look back on it, I hang my head in shame that their mother, this, this woman, she was beautifully dressed, and I don't mean expensively dressed. She was in this gorgeous native costume. It's a long white dress, beautiful white brim hat. Her hair pulled back very tight. And I think they were a family of Kichwa. You know, the indigenous people who live high up in the Andes. And the kids, too. They, they had on all this super beautiful, colorful peasant clothing. It was all handmade, hand-woven cloth, I guess. And the kids were immaculately clean. I don't know. They might have been four or five years old. And their mother's face was, was thin. It was so thin. Her skin looked stretched, like she had just had a facelift. It wasn't, it wasn't cosmetic surgery. Jesus fucking Christ, it was, it was, it was hunger. She was starving for fuck's sakes, but I thought in my absolute stupidity that this was, that this was just how they looked. God, when I look back on it now, I just... Such a total evil fucking asshole. I mean, I was in Peru with my family. We just hiked the 50 kilometers into Machu Picchu, and after we had done our thing up in the mountains, we were back in Lima shopping the markets and taking in the local scene, and that's when I saw them. So I took out my camera. I'm, I mean, I had a, I had a, a $4,000 camera hanging around my neck, and I'm thinking, oh, what a cute picture. And I'm about to take a picture. And you know, as tourists, we think we can just take pictures of whatever the hell we want, but I feel his hand on my shoulder. It was, it was gentle, but it was there. And I turn around, and there's a, there's a shopkeeper. And I was in some street market somewhere, and the guy politely taps me on the shoulder and says, Mother would like one dollar, one dollar for each, each picture of her children. I had $5,000 in traveler's checks. And I was such an asshole. This, this little family had made their way down from 10,000 feet, probably walked for goddamn days, and they were hungry, like critical hungry. And I say, no.
and get this. I'm indignant even, like, charge a dollar for a picture? What kind of sucker do you think I am? You know, I'm... I mean, I just spent $30,000 to get my whole family down to Peru, walk the trail, stay in beautiful hotels, and I had money in the bank. Believe me, this was not about having a dollar to give to someone. And also, I had one of my kids with me. A teenager at the time, and he nudges me and, and says, Dad, look, they're pretty desperate. Just give them five bucks, take a pick, and let's go. My son, a privileged fucking teenager, can see what's going on. But no, I'm, I'm playing the, the part of the, the streetwise experienced traveler and you know, no fucking way I'm gonna get hustled by some locals. And not, not, not satisfied with being just an asshole, you see. I, now I think, I think this is a teachable moment. This is where I will teach my son how to not be a sucker, right? And so I say, no fucking way. Not a fucking chance. I'm not, I'm not some sap getting played. You know, my, my chest's all puffed out. And I'm even giving the shopkeeper a hard time saying things like, no, 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 rip off, scam, and whatever some fucking bullshit I come up with. And the whole time this mother is just staring at me with the most desperate look on her face. Their eyes were just pleading with me for two fucking dollars. Two dollars and was like two cents to me at the time. And it was nothing. And I said no. Like a hard, giant asshole. No. So I turned my back and I just walked out of the shop. Dragging my kid with me. I just left that family there. But it bothered me big time. Oh, my kid... My kid wouldn't look at me. Or... Or talk to me. And now it's been 20 years and I'm... I'm... I'm still regretting it. Like, I know... I know I've done... Worse shit. You know, like, uh, sabotaged people at work. I mean, I stole a thousand dollars out of my grandfather's cash stash. That wasn't cool, but, you know, I got a kid somewhere in, in southern France. I've, I've never seen him. And she... Look, I... I have a lot of things that I'll go to hell for. But leaving those two starving kids in the streets of Lima... That bugs me. I think about it every fucking day. So that's fucked up. I guess I guess as a way of, of atonement I've I've been giving homeless people or any desperate person that approaches me in the street, I give them five bucks. I mean, I don't, I don't really care if they're on a hustle or drug addicts or whatever. Someone, 
If someone needs money bad enough to hit me up on a street, then I'll, I'll give them the money. I mean, Jesus, the, the way to cure poverty is to give poor people money. It seems pretty fucking obvious when you take your hand out of your ass. Good on you, Hank. Thank you. Keep going, guys. Hey, it's me. Just calling to say good morning. It's a gorgeous sunrise, yeah? Anyway, sorry to call so early, but I thought I might catch you. Guess not. Um, Heidi said she saw you, so I know you're getting my messages. And you're not answering, so I get it. You're upset. Look, I'm really, really, really sorry. I had way too much to drink and I did something really stupid. So call me. Let's work this out. I never meant to hurt you. But I know I did and I'm sorry. So please, please call me as soon as you get this. Bye for now. I've been married for 35 years. The long haul, my wife and I call it. And well, last night, last night I found myself staring at my wife. I mean, I haven't really looked at her in years. You know how you just stop noticing people who are close to you? You kind of stop seeing them in a way, and for some unknown reason, here I am just staring at her. And I can see how the roots of her hair are all gray and wispy and stuff, and she has these deep creases in her forehead like I've never really noticed them before. But they look like someone has drawn magic marker across her forehead. These heavy creases and all the skin around her eyes is super wrinkled. I mean, she looks a thousand years old. And her neck is all turkey skin or chicken skin, whatever you call it. Like it droops down like a, like a turkey waddle. That's the word. She has this turkey waddle and these brown spots on her cheek that seem to be getting bigger by the day. I don't know, sort of like the brown spots on an apple, I guess. She just seems to rot away a bit more every day. I mean, the old girl has a million miles on her, and normally, you know, I'm kind of turned off by old-looking women. Everything sags and drags. It's pretty terrifying, if you think about it. But I'm staring at her as she's washing up, cleaning up the kitchen, putting stuff away. I mean, my wife, she can be super quiet or as loud as a brass band when she's cleaning up. Depends on her mood. But I'm staring at this old woman, wondering, how the hell did she get so old so fast when I get this rush? like a feeling I haven't ever felt before. And the only way I can describe it is it was absolutely overwhelming feeling of love. I'm looking at this old girl and I suddenly realize I'm the luckiest man alive. I mean, somehow the two of us, we made it. We made it through this life together. We fought, clawed, brought up four boys, kept food on the table, and this huge, big wave of gratitude, it sort of hits me. I mean, I lost my balance a bit. I'm watching this incredible woman wash up the dishes, and well, I just realized she's the best thing that ever happened to me. I'm thinking how goddamn lucky I am to still have her next to me. I guess right then I figured, well, this woman is the most beautiful woman in the world. At least to me she is, and she makes our life, she makes everything worthwhile. It's like she's the one that made my whole life worth living. And well, 
I love her just the way she is and always will. Anyways, I thought this might be a good time for me to have my say, so good night.